0: Welcome to the Top Order Podcast. You are joining the feed to tune in to our IPL 2022 preview show, part two. In part one, you'll have heard half of the runners and riders, Baldy's famous explainer and some bold predictions from the team already. In this episode, you'll get the second half of the draw and, of course, our tips for for the winners of the IPL 2022 trophy. All coming up on the Top Order Podcast preview show. Stay tuned. Well, from one amazing coaching staff to another, we move on alphabe- alphabetically into the M's. We've got Shane Bond, friend of the show, as bowling coach of this outfit. Um, head coach, Mahaila Jayawardena, director of cricket, Zahir Khan, and then mentor, the one, the only Sachin Tendulkar. We move on to the fortunes and border. You might do the song for us of the Mun- Mumbai Indians. I'm waiting for them to win, so you have to do it.
1: I won't. I won't do this. Well, it is an. I can't remember if they win in odd numbered years or even numbered years. I can't remember. They
2: they, they disrupted that
1: w- it was odd numbered years, I think seven so. no, 2020. It was, it was 2020.
2: even it was yeah, it was odd numbered
0: years. And then it's won in 2020 to yeah, yeah, yeah. to break the, the
1: theory. Yeah. So who knows what's gonna happen this year. It's gonna be a really interesting year for Mumbai because I think more than any other team, the auction process and this expansion has impacted Mumbai more than I think any other franchise. If we have a look again at the players that they have won and lost in the auction, I mean, they retained Rohit Sharma, big money, $2.1 million. They retained Jasprit Bumrah for 1.6. Million. They retained Surya kumi Yadav uh, for 1.1 million. And of course they retained Kyron Pollard, um, the Trinidadian, for their four players to keep. Then they went and spent big money, big, big money on Ishan Kishan. Mm. That is really the only gain that they got in the auction. They also picked up, to be fair, the 18-year-old DeWalt Brevis from South Africa, yeah. promising Sorry. young batter, scored a lot of runs in the under-19 mm-hmm. World Cup. But is that the guy that you're going to hang your your hat on if you are the premier franchise in terms of winning in the IPL? If Let's have a look at the guys they lost. Quinton de Kock, and Krunal Pandya, they've b- lost um, both of those to LSG. Rahul Chahar has gone to the Punjab Kings, and Trent Bolt, New Zealand's Trent Bolt, has gone to the Rajasthan Royals. So that's four first-team starters. Hardik that th- Pandya, you didn't even mention. Yep, Hardik Pandya. Um, well, he didn't. they didn't pick him up in the auction, but he's gone over to another side as well. So there are lots of players that they have lost, either because LSG and GT picked them up, or because they lost them in the auction. I think Mumbai... It's, it's a little bit like the Melbourne Storm in, in Rugby League or, or the Golden State Warriors. They seem to produce players out of their system that can step up into, into big moments. But I really have question marks on whether or not Mumbai will be able to pull more relatively unknown players out of the fire and, and make this a successful side this season. Well, you can tell Bordie wants them to win because
0: he's given them no chance in his little write-up there, forgetting <laughs> the fact that they've got Rohit Sharma, Kyron Pollard, Kumar Yadav, Tim David, who was pick of the auction for one of us around the table at least, Ishan Kishan, big money with the gloves and at the top of the order potentially, and a pretty decent pace bowling battery. Jasper Bumrah, Drafra Archer, who probably won't play too much. Um, an adcat, Riley Meredith, Bordie, you've given great raps to, and Al Mills as well. So what can
1: actually go wrong for them really when you look at that? Well, I think the question is really what's going to happen in that all-rounder spot. So they've got Kyron Pollard locked and loaded, more of a batter now than a bowler. The question is how... a. Uh how are they going to go with their other overseas players is it going to be fabian allen is it going to be daniel sams is it going to be Timor mills you've got to sort of think about whether or not you want out and out pace in there with riley riley Mer- meredith and jess brit yeah. um and who else fits in there is it tim david is it brevis you know those kinds of questions so look i've got pollard allen sams and mills as their f- first choice for
0: even with the money that they paid for tim david
1: well, oh, David, David, he has—you you don't pay that much, and then not pick the guy. He's, he's got
3: been, to be in. The they've top been watching four. him since 2018 when Adam Gilchrist came.
1: Where is where, he going to bat? You've got Roh- Rohit and Kishan at the top. You've got Yadav. You've got Pollard. He'd have to bat at four. I would say. And then you've got to take away one of your bowling all-rounders, whether it's Allen, Sam's, or Tymoe Mills. I and think I'm he not, plays a hit of Sam's and, and uh, yeah. I, I don't I, I don't know if they can afford to do that. I don't, I think that will leave them short in the bowling. I'm just not sure about the balance of this Mumbai side. Yes, they've got super-duper stars, but they've got three of them at, in the batting and they're going to have to rely on them to get a lot of the runs. What, I've, got real, I've got big questions.
3: What do you know about their spin bowlers? I mean, I, I know Fabian Allen is an all-rounder spinner, but I don't know the other
1: not a lot and that's my other question and i'm not really sure that i mean last year spin was a real um, a real weapon for them and i'm not sure that they've got the same kind of they've got the same kind of weaponry this year with without krunal pandya and they've got yeah they've got fabian allen but again i'm just not sure if they've got that kind of match winner in terms of that spin bowling and there are a lot of good spinners in this ipl
2: And what you said there i, I Again, I think that that means that Fabian Allen is locked into one of those four spots. And, and yeah, I said it earlier in in, uh, in the year, I think he, he's a bargain but signing for them. He contributes in sort of all three categories of brilliant fielder. Mm. Yeah, I, I think he he could be a, a really big player for them. But and you also touched on what, what Indian, relatively unknown Indian players will emerge. It's exciting that I feel quite confident that there will be some that they will... Oh, they'll have one or two yeah, in there. there'll be one or two that we go, oh, wow, this this guy is awesome.
1: But having a look at having a look from an a, a overseas perspective, at yeah, least. having a look at that side, it might be Varma, um, who I think is a better. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. And this is the thing. There are so many unknowns about this Mumbai side. Who's going to emerge, mm-hmm. as they seem to do every year, emerge a big side? So, look, these guys could be at the top. They could be in the middle. Who knows? I've got no idea.
0: <laughs> well... Those eagle-eared amongst you would have heard the timer go off in the background. Let's move on to the letter P in the alphabet. It's the Punjab Kings that we're going to talk about next. Coached by the great Anil Kumble. Um And yeah, hailing from Mahali in Punjab. So who's got the
3: Punjab Kings? Raj. Raj. Raj got them. Um, in doing uh, my research for this, I, I kind of read a couple of articles in i actually found a lot of people in the media saying that this is one of the strongest sides in the ipl um i don't buy that Uh, i think they have depth across across their team but again just like with our our mates lsg i see very few elite players in there i can understand what they're talking about having depth having bases covered but you still got to win games uh from a local players perspective they do have three big players in darwan uh, Agarwal and Rahul Chaha. I think that um, they are going to be very good for this side and they're going to have to be good for this side if they want to pick up any victories. Uh, another local player that I wanted to talk about, not necessarily a key player, but uh, Raja Bawa. Mm. Um, he's a key player, definitely one to watch. Uh, he, he took a five for, I believe, yep. in the Under-19 World Cup yep. and scored a big hundred as well in that tournament. So on a massive stage like this, seeing what a 19-year-old can do, it's, it's great to watch. Um, maybe we'll see a bit of a fairy tale come true him score some runs um overseas players rabata uh who looked incredible with the red ball here uh but he has been getting some tap in the 2020s definitely last year i don't think was one of his better IPLs yeah
2: it was weird wasn't it because the year before he was brilliant, yeah, was brilliant for Danny, one, of the, yep. one of the best players in the whole tournament and yep. then yeah last year not so good
3: no but he, he's been he's he's in form at least he came here and destroyed us didn't the um, Johnny Bairstow in great form at the moment over in the West Indies and he'll have a lot of responsibility on his shoulders this year I think from a runs perspective. Uh, Liam Livingston is the premier spinner or premier all-rounder in this side and then the one I like the most, Odeon Smith as the uh, key overseas signing. Uh, I like the looks of him as a 2020 player. We saw him over in India with the West Indies national side uh, recently and he can hit a big ball. If, if he gets an opportunity, I think he can really um really make a good fist of it. So I'm looking forward to that.
2: It's, it's interesting you, to hear you say that, uh, I, we're all going to have a few disagreements here, I'm looking forward to the predictions part because you sort of said that there's not a lot of stars. One of the notes that I wrote down about the Punjab Kings was, does anyone have a more exciting top four than Agarwal, Dawan, Bairstow and Livingston? Like that to me, that there's a lot of runs in that. Darwin's been someone who's scored a ton of runs. Agarwal's kind of been the, we talked about Kale Rahul. It was often him and Agarwal would bat for ages and, and put on, you know, 100 plus partnerships. Biesto's been stacking in the runs and, and Livingston, you know, if he can live up to that price tag and, and really be aggressive, then he could be a real difference maker, at, at, you know, coming in at four and potentially coming in in the back half of that inning. So, yeah, what what is it about that? top four that you sort of don't see as so exciting?
3: I really like um, Darwin and Bairstow. I think they're proven. I think they've got a lot on their shoulders, those two. Yeah. I'm not a, a massive believer of Agrawal, the white ball. Uh, great test player. I'd, I'd love to see him playing test cricket. Not sure if he can do it in, in one day cricket, Well, in 2020 cricket, scoring at a strike rate of 150. And mm-hmm. Liam Livingston. To me personally I haven't seen enough of him play he hasn't proven himself to me not that he has to prove himself to me but um, <laughs> well, of if I'm does. going to if I'm going to you know elevate him ahead of the likes of an RCB top four mm. um, I need to see a little bit out of him and you know he's got the price tag so maybe maybe he'll do it this year mm. um, the key strengths I had were in those Be and, and Shikadawan, what I was saying before they're, they're really well built rounded batsmen mm. they have played cricket at all levels uh, they understand the ebbs and flows of a game even at 2020 level mm. so if they need to go out there and set a platform early and then bash it later they can do it or vice versa and just bat how they see it so I see them being as big uh, contributors this year.
0: Who do you see as their
3: batting finisher Raj? Very very difficult uh, I. good question let me let me let me go to the to the lineup here I think that they would have to use somebody like an Odeon Smith, but I don't know if he'll make the side. That that's the issue that I've got. Liam Livingston, is he going to bat for? Maybe they push him down and use him in a, in a finisher kind of role. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure what that batting lineup looks four through seven. Um, it, it's 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 a little bit up in the air.
1: Yeah, that's the big question I have about this Punjab side, and the reason that. I had big question marks. Was around four through seven because eight through eleven kind of write themselves in. The top four write themselves in, and then it's like it's the same question we had last season really: who fills those middle order spots? And you know they they retained Ashdeep Singh, I think, from from memory, yeah. um, and and maybe I think from memory Sharukh Khan was their other retained player. So. Those guys are going to have to step up. Those guys are really going to have to step up in terms of being those retained players and they let Kale Rahul go. Really, really big um, season for those guys.
3: So, Liam Livingston, Shahrukh Khan and Odeon Smith, those are the guys who can actually pump it when they need to. Uh, it's whether they have that platform to be able to do it and work with those two guys I mentioned earlier, Johnny Birstow and Shikha Darwan. I think from a weaknesses perspective, I'll just finish off before the, the buzzer gets me there. I think the bowling is actually a real weakness for them, yeah, okay. uh, with Rabada and, and Rahul Chaha there. They're really the only ones that I see being massive match winners. Yeah. Uh, there's, if I was the opposition team, I don't really see anyone that scares me in that bowling lineup. They've got Ashdeep Singh, like you said, they retained him from last year, but if I was batting against them, I'm thinking this is a game where we bat them out of the game in the first innings, mm-hmm. or chase something down really quickly in the yeah, second innings.
1: Four, five, six in terms of their bowling options are really they, they're really looking at. Three lots of fifth bowling options there, aren't they really? I mean, even if you count Liam Livingston as one of the front liners, I think normally he which, would be bowling which, three which overs maybe.
0: I think he is. If you look at his T20 record in franchise leagues around the world, averages around about 20, um, economy rates around seven. I, I, I think you've not given him a decent enough rap, but we've run out of time on the Punjab um, Kings. Let's move on and have a look. At inaugural IPL champions in 2008, the Rajasthan Royals. Of course, that um, very, very um, topical at the moment with the death of the great Shane Keith Warren. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, I guess, with them um, in terms of their overseas list. Sh- uh, overseas list, I should say. Shimron Hetmeyer, Rassi van der Dusen, Nathan Koultonal, Jimmy Nisham, and Mitchell as well, which kind of gives a a lot of, yeah, a lot of sort of all-rounder options of a relatively similar ilk, I think. And um, within that, from a domestic perspective, you've got to look at the skipper uh, Sandeep Samson and Ravi Ashwin. I think a really good pickup for them, um, playing in the same side as um, as Joss Butler as well. So there shouldn't be too many mancads, which is all um, good. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's fine now to do a mancare. They've changed a, the rules. Absolutely. I, I guess it's like a really new squad. You know, eight players released, including Steve Smith, no Joffrey Archer, no Ben Stokes um, from you know last year. Um, I, I guess that's the question for me: is you know, can a you know a, a rebuilt squad of this nature um, really sort of actually come into the tournament
2: and 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 make some inroads into it? Do you th- do you think that matters in a, tor- in a tournament where everyone is kind of pieced together and flown in from different countries all all the time?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think it is about building a little bit of a culture, isn't it? And I think even though we've talked about the fact that a lot of teams have lost a lot of their players because they had to, because that was the rules around this auction. Mm. Some of them feel to me as if they've kept the sort of spirit and the backbone of the side um, together. We've got, I, I think, a big, big, Big responsibility on Rassi van der Dussen because um, I think he's going to be one of those overseas players that probably does play as one of those sort of genuine top order batting options for them. Um, and then you know we've talked about already Jimmy Nish and Daryl Mitchell, Nathan Coulter-Nile. You know they're not all going to play. You wouldn't have thought within that um, within that side. So yeah, it, it is for me about probably building that culture for them really really quickly and, and seeing if they can do that. Um, yeah, on you know one of the most big pressure stages in, in world cricket. I think
3: this is one of the strongest sides, I think, um, you know, from a local Indian yeah. perspective with with Sampson, uh, Padigal, Rian Prague, who I'll put in there as well. Nair. Ashwin Chahil yeah. and then the bowlers, which Geistful. I really like as well. Yeah. The, uh, the Sa- Navdeep Saini and, and Adi Krishna. So. Yeah, I, I think these all. This is one of the strongest sides.
2: Yeah, you painted a a, a worrying picture there, Binksy, for a second it's there. because they're my top pick. That's why. Honestly, I yeah, I wrote I wrote down. Should we should we just hand them the title now? I think they're just so well balanced that there's just every single position looks to be filled. They've got quality players up and down that line. It's going to be a question more of you know you said in about some of those other teams who's going to fill these spots. It's more, a,
1: who can we leave out of this side? Because there's just so many good players. Uh, the, the reason I love this side so much is you have a look at all of their key players. There is a great backup for all of those key players. You've got Padakal, Jaswell, Butler, top three. You, then you're looking at backups like Hetmeyer and der Dusen. You've got Nisham backed up with Mitchell. You've got Coulter Nile. You've got um, Obed McCoy backing up Trent Bolt. You've got all of those key Indian players. Wherever you look... They've they've really worked their depth chart. I actually think a refresh in personnel will help Rajasthan because I think that after their lack of success over the last couple of seasons, they needed a reboot. I think they've got it, and I think they're poised for some big success in 2022.
0: Yeah, and um, I, I think um we talked about coaching staffs as well. They have got legit the best titled person on the coaching staff as well they have Paddy Upton who um, has been pretty successful around franchise cricket I think going over to the Big Bash um, for Sydney Thunder who were pretty poor for a period of time and taking them from uh, yeah from sort of bottom of the table to I think winning the
1: Big Bash actually yep they did um, under Shane Bond Yep, yeah. he's called team catalyst there you go Brilliant. yeah that, if, there, if there's any team that needed a catalyst it's these guys and they've got one perfect uh, I, yeah, I, I just love this team. I, You know, Ashwin, Chahal, you,
2: you don't really need to say much more than that for, for me. But then, yeah, throw in uh, those Kiwis, Bolton Bolton, Nisham and, and Mitchell. Although I do think Nisham and Mitchell probably don't. Uh, Nisham maybe more than, than Mitchell. But, uh, yeah, I think Mitchell's probably a, a backup player when I look at that side. But, yeah, they're just so well balanced. I, uh, yeah, unbelievable side.
0: Yeah, and from an overseas perspective, who do you think gets on to the field for at uh, uh,
2: those Kiwis? Is, is Trent Bolt a lock in that side? I think so. I think they paid big money for him. Uh, you know, I, I think he leads that seam attack, and uh, yeah, it's probably a matter of uh, as you say, Krishna and and um, Saini being the the other Indian overseas seamers. I think you would have Bolt over a, a to um, in my opinion, and over an Obed McCoy. So yeah, I. I I think he's one of the first names on on your team sheet from a from a seam bowling perspective.
0: Awesome. Let's move on to the penultimate team in the tournament, the Royal Challengers Bangalore. Um, what have we got
3: on the RCB? So I believe that this is their year, just like it well, was last year. And the S- year before that. And the yeah. year before that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really, any team that's got Virat Kohli in it is always going to be very strong in India. In my opinion, you can't go past him. He's gonna open the batting with Faf a Massive change uh for this year. And and they can form a formidable opening pair and really kind of work with each other. If one of them wants to start having a hit and one of them wants to feed him, one of the both they both want to have a hit. You know, they're they 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 can they are a they're a strong partnership that can go forward and, and win this tournament for them, I believe.
2: Captain Faf Duplice.
3: Captain. And that's my next point. Coley needs to he needs to lead from the front with the bat. Because he doesn't, he doesn't have that burden of captaincy anymore. Um, Harshal Patel, from a local perspective, I think that he is an incredibly good player at the moment. He played, he had a really good IPL last year, and he's flourished on the international stage uh, this year as well.
2: You, you think he's the real deal then? Because I do. You know, that's that's as we have talked about with a few other of those players. He's someone who was, you know, I think I um, saw something about you know the difference between him, his price tag last year to this year. Just absolutely through the roof, and um, you know he's someone that they could have kept for a much cheaper price tag. But they didn't they say they let him? They wanted to put him back in the auction because they wanted him to have the rewards of uh, of uh, a bigger paycheck, which may have backfired on them a little <laughs> bit. <but.
3: laughs> I didn't hear that one. But look, he's been classed as an all rounder this year, so I am expecting a a lot from him. But majority. The majority of that hope is actually with the ball because what I've seen from him is he's got a great slow ball. He bowls really good lengths, uh, something that you don't always see from Indian fast bowlers. Um, so I'm expecting a lot from him. Uh, from an overseas perspective, we've already talked about Faf forming uh, forming that formidable partnership at the top of the order, and then the big show Glenn Maxwell, who had a pretty good IPL last year, uh, found himself playing found himself playing some great innings off the front foot. What do you make of Glenn Maxwell this year, Baldy?
1: I'm excited for Glenn Maxwell in this side because if you have a look at RCB top to bottom, he's going to have to play a really, really strong role in that middle order. They've got two absolute super-duper stars at the top of the order but their middle order is where i think there are a couple of questions you know you've got kartik you've got Lomroy, you've got shabazz ahmed hashal patel in that middle order who's going to play around glenn maxwell i've always been a big a big um, advocate of give maxwell as much responsibility as you can and he will rise to that challenge and to that occasion so he's got a big role to play in this rcb side if they're going to compete with some of the really premier top orders around the competition
3: yeah, we will get to that as part of the, the big question there, that, that middle order. Mm. Um, I guess we, we didn't really talk about Hasaranga and uh, Josh Hazelwood. I reckon that they are actually the key for RCB this mm-hmm. year. Um, if we have a look, they, they've only got three specialist batsmen in their side in terms of Faf, Kohli, Finnellan, one specialist spin bowler and Khan Sharma. is class an all-rounder, as he should be. Uh, but the blueprint here is to have a number of all-rounders in the middle that can just chip chip away at runs, chip away at wickets. That's the blueprint that we're starting to see. Mm. Hazelwood and Hasaranga, if they can go out there and keep sides under a par score, you've got the likes of Faf, Coley, uh, Glenn Maxwell. What if they didn't have to go out and score an above target, above par target? Mm. You know, And I think that's why Josh Hazelwood and... Who's the other one, Hasaranga, are going to be the keys for RCB with the ball rather than, than winning the games with the bat, which is how they traditionally have had to do it.
0: You mentioned the middle order a minute ago and Bordy mentioned his name as well. One of the questions I've got is the pickup of Dinesh Kartik, who really didn't fire for the Knight Riders and, and obviously you know wasn't retained by them for reasons we've already gone into in that preview. That that looks like a little bit of a weakness for me. Um, because it's so important to have like, you know, you know, an Indian player that can can either keep wicket or open the batting or is your frontline spinner. And that seems like that might be, you know, one, one place that's just sort of actually keeping someone out of the side that might actually provide some fa- firepower in that middle order.
3: So the big question for this team this year is that they need to unearth some local tenant, talent, where is it going to come from? There will be one, if not two spots, as Baldy alluded to there in the middle order that need to be filled by an all-rounder or a batsman or a, someone who can chip in with a wicket or a, a run out, uh, runs. So there's going to have to be some spots filled in that RCB lineup. Mm. They don't have that balance as a lot of the other teams that we've talked about having their depth chart filled out all the way. That's not something that the that, uh, RCB have. They do have gaps and they need one or two spots uh, to be chipped in by those local players, uncapped.
2: Quite a few questions there, then. Why are you feeling so confident about them?
3: Oh, because I'm supporting them, really. But no, I, I just think that any team that's got those players in their lineup mm. on any day can be anybody. If they can get themselves into that sort of eliminator, dominator situation, <laughs> um, anything can happen. It's all about momentum. So, yeah, they've got the players to get them over the line in any game. Well, let's
0: move on to the final team. In our preview show, Kiwi connection with Kane Williamson being one of the overseas players retained for the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Tom Moody is uh, head coach. Um, what do we think about the Sunrisers?
2: Well, what do we think about the Sunrisers? What we think is that the Sunrisers really could just ideally forfeit the season and Kane Williamson could just you know have this these uh, next couple of months off and recuperate and get ready for the uh for the, India, uh, for the England tour, I do think that uh, the, the benefit of that, uh, there's going to be some slight overlap with the IPL and the uh, England tour is that I don't think the Sunrisers Hyderabad will be in uh, the back end of that tournament, so Kane Williamson will be able to get over to England when he should be. But yeah, I, they're, they're a side that struggled last year, you know, that David Warner situation, it seemed to really hang over them. Um, you know, player player personnel. I don't think was exceptionally strong either, but it did. It, it was just something that seemed to, it seemed to dog them the whole to- the whole tournament. Everyone kept talking about it. What's Warner doing? They dropped him from the side, even though quite obviously he should have been there from a, you know, talent perspective in terms of their overseas players. But this is a franchise that before that last season they had five straight years of, of making the playoffs, they had a title in 2016, they were a side that had built a, a good culture and a, and a side that had performed well for a, a long period of time so it, it, it seems to me like the, the Warner move and, and all of that stuff, it's sort of that cultural refresh that, that potentially they're trying to do they seem to have built a side that have a lot of exciting young cricketers at the auction they've retained kane williamson as that sort of mana you know the the, someone who can you know reflect all the values that they want to reflect in their lineup and yeah i i don't think that they are particularly strong on paper but maybe it's a chance for a lot of those exciting young players the washington sundars the marco jansen and then you know players to with a, a, a real point to prove, like Aiden Markram and, and Nicholas Pooran, who have played in you know other franchises in the past and not really been able to kind of elevate themselves to the the real top top echelons. So interesting side to watch, at least.
3: I think, and we talked about this in the review uh, episode of the auction. Natarajan's pickup. I think that mm-hmm. he's probably one of the value picks of the auction. Didn't have a great IPL last year. Injury. I think he had a knee issue last year during the tournament. Do you, what kind of part do you think he'll play in, in this
2: team? It, that, and that's another interesting thing because you you look at that sort of bowling lineup. I don't know who they're going to pick because there's a lot of a lot of question marks. There's T, you know there's Tiagi, there's Natarajan, there's Bhubi Kumar, there's Umran Malik, who they kept um, you know they kept as a as, as a young player. Then you've got Marco Yanson, you've got Romario Shepherd. There's yeah there's there's just a lot of talent in that side, but. A lot of question marks and and who will emerge? I mean, for Natarajan, it's going to be you know is he the player he was two seasons ago? If he is, then he's going to be a real crucial part of the side. If he's not, if he's you know going to struggle with injury and and all of that kind of stuff, then you know maybe he's a player that sort of drifts out of out of the the, the limelight a lot. It's
0: either a masterstroke or it's a bit of an error, isn't it? Retaining three uh, seamers, Indian seamers in your. Um, you know, you're less when you've only got those, you know, those small number of, of retentions. Do we think Glenn Phillips is any chance, maybe with the gloves? You know, you've got Nicholas Porn in there and Vishnu Vinod, the, the Indian keeper.
2: Yeah, it, it might come down to um, between him and, and Markram. And, and you know, I think Phillips can, has certainly got the talent to be an impactful player at the IPL level. He's done that at, at other franchises around the world. I actually think he's a better player batting higher up the order and you know when you see him play and sometimes for New Zealand he ends up being sort of four or five and and I don't know that that's yeah personally I don't think that's the best place he can play I think he can have a huge impact at the start where the the boundaries are um, you know the the field is in and he can use the strength that he has from from all those push-ups and isolation and and really, you know, take toll of that. But, yeah, you know, I think they're going to have to use one of those overseas spots on asema They're also going to, their, their batting looks particularly weak to me. So, you know, when I look at strengths and weaknesses, I think that the depth of batting, I'd be tempted to use Williamson, Poran, and then Markram and, uh, you know, Markram or Phillips to try and get yourself really those runs and then just back those young players that you have really to, to kind
1: of get you across the line in terms of the bowlers. They're going to have to back them because they've got four or five. Well, in fact, they've probably got six or seven guys that they would ideally like to have in their first choice bowling lineup, but they can only fit really five of them, even if you bat mm. Washington Sundar at seven mm. and Abdul Samad at six. So they're going to have to fit Sundar, Gopal, Sharma, Bhuvikumar, Natarajan, Natarajan, Ramario Romario Shepard. And that's not even counting Umran Malik. They're going to have to fit all of those guys into five spots, and that's going to be the real tough ask for them. They've got a, they've got lots of middle-ish kind of bowlers, no superstar bowlers that we think yet, and that's going to be, I think, one of their big challenges.
2: Yeah, so I think aside for the future, you know, I think this is a side that will be a lot better next season. The old two-year plan is it? Yeah, and then and then there's another auction. You lose all your oh. players. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, that does wrap up the 10-team roundabout for us to get through the runners and riders. We are recording this 10 days or so out from the start of the tournament, so I'm sure we're going to have more big-name pull-outs and all kinds of things that will maybe not age particularly well in terms of uh, some of the content of the pod. Um, In the interest of making sure that we can afford the data upload for this episode, (laughs) we're going to keep the next bit relatively snappy, which is... Um, our predictions. In previous years, when we've had a smaller number of people in the tournament, I think we've all selected our top four teams. Now that we're ten teams, let's actually just pick the one that we think is going to win it um, and go round the table. Um, I am going to start right at the far end of the table with uh, Michael Baldwin. Um, so, Baldy, who do you think is going to win it and why?
1: Oh, I'll get I'll get to go first. I think the Royals win it because I think they're the most. They've got the most insurance for things going wrong and bumpy up and ups and downs throughout the season. They've got the best balance. They've got lots of backup players that can step in and be next man up. I just love the look of their side. And I think they've got some really exciting attacking cricketers that top to bottom that can win the matches.
2: Lippi Can I just play whatever Baldy said? Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to be too boring, but I, I just, they've got such a balanced side. They've got a strong Indian core. They're, they've got impactful overseas players. And some, yeah, you know, as I said, there's some really, really good players are going to miss out game by game, and you know, I, I, just think that there are, there are question marks when I look at every other team. I don't see many question marks when I look at at Rajasthan.
0: I'm gonna book the trend. I'm gonna go with the Night Riders, and then I'm gonna come to Raj. So the Night Riders for me, um, Bridesmaids last year um, have made some big calls. I think in terms of personnel, particularly ruthless with um, Owen Morgan not being retained. Um, for the tournament. I think they've got a fantastic coach in Brendan McCollum. I think he builds the right kind of culture in a cricket side. And I do think that they've got those gun overseas players with experience of playing in big pressure franchise tournaments, the likes of Andre Russell, the likes of um, Aaron Finch, uh, Cummins, Narine. Um, they've got a spin option in Naby, um on the overseas bench. And then, yeah, still some really, really key local players. You mentioned Shreya Sire um, earlier on as well. So look, I, I really do think that they've got that balance between a, a really strong overseas bench quality indian core and a great uh, a great coaching staff so it's the night riders for me
3: Aaron Finch to have the uh, leading run scorer, what cap is that? Mm. Orange, I think, Orange cap for Aaron Finch, I reckon, if he gets a go. Mm. Uh, For me, I've gone with RCB, uh, mainly because anyone can win these tournaments on any given day. And I think (laughs) that RCB have just got a lot of talent. They've got a lot of match winners, which is what I look for when I'm trying to assess these uh, IPL teams. It's the number of match winners you've got who can stand up on any given day. They do have a hole in the middle of their team, that five or six uh, position, but Aside from that, they've got the bowlers, they've got the batsmen to do the job and win this IPL.
2: But before we leave, I know uh, recently we've been doing bold predictions. I, I know no one's really prepped for this, but how about uh, each provide a team that you think is going to be a big flop in this tournament that there are expectations on, that you, when you went through and did your list, you just did not, uh, you, you didn't have them in, in the mix. And you can't bet the team you just picked to win
1: it, obviously. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't. I'll, I'll be brave. I think Mumbai. I think they have got the most to lose this season. They've got lots and lots of big names there. I know there are big names. Ishan Kishan's got a lot to prove. Surya Yadav. Pollard's there. You know, Fabian Allen, we we know all about these guys. I, I just think that they are poised for potentially missing out on the playoffs again this year. They finished fifth last year and they were they will probably feel themselves massively disappointed missing out on on the top four with just eight teams in there. I think they're probably on the cusp of missing out on the playoffs this year as well. That's my bold prediction.
3: Yeah, for me, I've got um, Sunrisers and LSG right down the bottom, sort of anchored there. But I 100% agree, Mumbai, if things go wrong for them, they could be challenging th- those guys for those bottom positions. Uh, they, they don't have the same uh, talent that they have had over the last decade, really. All it takes is an injury to someone like a Bumrah or a, or a Rohit Sharma, and they're really going to start struggling in and scraping the barrel.
2: And I'll jump in now and then throw back to you, Binksy, and and you can you can take us out of this uh, marathon episode that uh, you know will come out in however many parts that it comes out and I and I think KKR is the side you know I I'll have to stick with what I've got here. You you made a convincing case, but I have KKR as you know twenty twenty one runners up. But I just think they've still got a lot to prove and they, it felt like they were a side last year who got on a roll. They were, you know, they, they got on this roll and they just rode that wave all the way to the end. I still want to see them do that over a 60-day a tournament and, you know, whether all of those young Indian players can maintain that over the base of the whole tournament. So, you know, they could prove me wrong. They've certainly got the talent to, to get a top four spot and, and push for a, you know a, a title run but yeah i, I just want to see them prove it before i'm prepared to pick them
0: yeah sunrisers for me we talked about them in the preview not too long ago I, I think they've got an aging seam attack that's reliant on the three indian seamers that they've picked up some injury worries there as well no obvious wicket keeper um when you look at it on paper um, yeah, and I think Kane Williamson as well may struggle with that elbow injury if that the tournament would be so important for them. So yeah, I think I hope they, they
2: look after him. If they burden him I'll be furious. Yeah, with so look sunrisers. up. I'll be, I'll be coming after you.
0: So I think they might have uh, a shocker. Well, look, that does end this mammoth, mammoth episode of the top order Pad- podcast. Pa- podcast. I don't know what a podcast is. It, this is going to be a, the tie vision. It's going to be a it's going vod- to be a vodcast and a podcast, but maybe not a podcast. But we will leave it here for this evening. Please make sure you comment in the comments down below, either on our Facebook feed or uh, Twitter feed, and, and let us know your thoughts on our bold and not so bold predictions as we come into this IPL 2022 if you do want an explainer and um, email to you please email the top order podcast <laughs> at gmail.com and Baldy and we'll hook you up but for now it's good night and God bless from us here in Fungaparawa Auckland good night we'll see you soon